today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The first part of an R. Kelly interview aired with Gail King on CBS this morning, uh, and this in light of, of what we've seen transpire with the HBO series on uh, Michael Jackson and such. Uh, he angrily ad- addressed accusations uh, of uh, sexual abuse and, um, and the allegations, I guess, that have been centered uh, on him for uh, not only recently, but in, in past years. Uh, and, and then, of course, the whole thing became uh, a lot more confrontational. Here is a clip of R. Kelly with Gail King on CBS this morning. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this I gave y'all 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. All right, let's bring in Ryan McCormick, Goldman and McCormick PR, based in the U.S., and uh, get his take on all of this. Ryan, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Honored to be here with you and your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, You're more than welcome. We appreciate this. Uh, Your thoughts on what we just heard and, and saw? Well... I looked at that interview from two different perspectives. One, from an outside perspective as a publicist and also just reading body language. And the first thing I got from that interview is that R. Kelly believes what he is saying. There are people who are putting up deceptions, and you can tell that they're being deceptive. But R. Kelly firmly believes in his mind, uh, no matter what, firmly, that he is uh, he's being chastised, that he's being prosecuted and persecuted, and he believes in his mind that he's innocent. And that is something where I, I don't know I, I want to say it's like when people believe in what they say, it makes them more convincing. I think that he is he believes he's convinced himself that he's completely innocent. Also, by him coming out and showing a lot of emotion and really you know, denying these in such an emotional state, as weird as it sounds, when you come out and you you know fervently deny something and you're emotional and you're passionate about it. You, your, it's like your credibility seems to increase because if a person is being chastised and being accused of something and they are subtly denying it, they're not really denying it, it's like you come off more credible if you're more emotional. And he definitely came off very emotional about this. Is it emotional so, or desperate? Uh, emotional, desperate, the fact that when somebody fights back so hard and they're emotional and they are really like adamantly saying this is not about me or this did not happen the fact that somebody puts up that much of a fight either they are either they are really telling the truth or they believe that they're they're at their wit's end but showing emotion and fighting back actually um presents the idea or perception that you are more convinced or it's more convincing that you're likely to be innocent i'm just i I have to say that i'm giving you this perspective based on just on reading body language just on how public dialogue is out there if r kelly had come out in that interview and he had been attacking the interviewer if he'd been more condescending if he had kind of rolled his eyes and had responses that were arrogantly denying or he seemed confident I think he would come off a lot worse. But, um, you know, I think there's a win-win for this thing. One, he probably got a lot of people responding, and CBS probably loves it because, you know, that 
clip that you just showed is on every highlight reel across the U.S. and the world right now. Um, uh, because he doesn't believe in the accusations and because he believes that he is right, does that mean that he is? No. No. It, 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 what, uh, in a court of law, will present evidence that will decree whether or not a person is correct or whether or not they have done things in violation of the law. One of the things that's pretty interesting about psychology is that if you have a person who's a sociopath or a, you have a, per, a per, um, person who's a psychopath, they believe in their own truth hmm. regardless if it is a complete contradiction of reality. So, Is he, this he, what he we have here? Things. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, see, here's the thing. I, I, they, have these, they, they have charges against him right now. And until he's proven guilty, until they have the hardcore evidence, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, at least that's what it is in the U.S. for right now. But he seems to believe that he's innocent. However, a court of law will, will probably decide otherwise. I mean, you don't get charged with that many, with those the degree of charges if you're completely innocent, it seems like. Uh, and what about the fact in that this has seemed to have been part of ongoing behavior? How does that weigh into all this? Well, that's another part about it, too. If you look at some of his previous accusations, if these were new accusations that came out randomly out of the blue and it hadn't happened before, I think that he would have more of a, um, of a people would probably be more doubtful of this, but because this is something, these accusations that have been going on for the last 20 years, it's kind of like it falls in line with it. Bill Cosby, I think about that, is that he's been he's had accusations that have been going on around him for several years, and then they eventually reached this this climactic point where he went to prison for it, and you can kind of see a similar trajectory as far as R. Kelly goes, especially on the public front. Um, the fact that he went out and did an emotional interview and denied things, I actually think that it was probably better in his favor. I mean, sometimes like you know you, you think it's better to be quiet, but coming out fighting and did, passionately denying these accusations, he, he probably did himself a better favor in a similar situation than Bill Cosby. Like, Bill Cosby had come out, and he'd mm. been an emotional, done, done an emotional interview, said, this didn't happen, no, you know, I feel bad for this, this is awful. He probably would have been in a better position. He, he would have been in a better position. But R. Kelly, I mean, the, the, the severity of the charges, the amount of charges, the fact that his own kids are coming out against him, it does not look good for him. Uh, is this a Hail Mary for him? Um... Well, it, it, you know, one way, it all depends on how you define Hail Mary. If, if his ability to be, if it was determined that he would go to prison or not go to prison based on whether or not the public accepted him or not, then that would be relevant. But what really comes down to is he's got to convince uh, the people within the American justice system that are working on his case, they're the ones that need to be convinced. It's not the general public. It's not the public out there. I'm sure that uh, the jury or whatever uh, courtroom will look at this interview. They'll probably take it into consideration. They'll probably examine it. I'm sure the prosecutors and the defense will examine every single piece about this. But, you know, they can also say that, okay, well, here's a person who lost control of his emotions on national TV, and the prosecution might be able to say, well, look, that's another example of a person who doesn't have control. So, you know, as far as a Hail Mary goes, I don't know. If it's in the court of public opinion, I don't know if that interview is going to change anything. Uh, in, 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 in his uh, interview with Gail King, in the first part, she asked about his relationship uh, with two women that he lives with. 
uh, who have come out and, and supported. He goes, quote, he says, quote, I love them and it's, I love them and it's almost, it's like they're my girlfriends. It's like, you know, we have a relationship. It's real. And I know guys, like I've known guys all of my life that have five or six women, okay? So don't go there on me, okay? Because that's the truth. Is this about a guy who enjoys alternative relationships? Well, it seems that he's got a variety. He seems like he likes variety. It seems that he's open to some different things. But if there are, if there are sad... Can we write it off as that, though? You know, it's just a guy that's well, got a swinging lifestyle. It's, I, think, I think I would be more inclined to look to see if he said something really creepy. If he had, you know, said some things that Jared from Subway would say and pick up on those. Right. But the fact that he, it just seems like he, he's very open-minded yeah. in who he has relationships with... You know, I want to bring something to your attention and your audience's attention to look out for when you see people like Art Kelly being accused of something. Look and observe on whether or not they attack their accusers or whether or not they have sympathy for their accusers. And this is going to have a correlation between what's going on with R. Kelly, believe it or not, what's going on with Michael Jackson, because we see right now that this documentary has come out of chastising and condemning Michael Jackson and attacking the entire state. And now Michael Jackson's career and reputation, even though he's been dead for 10 years, is now completely in peril right now because the public perception is changing. Michael Jackson's family is actively attacking the accusers and instead of you know boosting the credibility. And I think that when you attack your accusers, when you attack people who have been victims of crime or say they are victims of crime, you do yourself a very grave injustice. You put yourself in a very negative public light. So R. Kelly, during this interview, he's saying, well, why would I do something like this? If he had come out and been a little sympathetic to these accusations, say, I think it's awful that these women are saying this, that these people are saying this, you know, I think that I believe in justice, he probably would have put himself in a better position. Does this interview with Gail King change America's opinion of R. Kelly? I don't believe so. I do not believe so. I think that the American public and the people of the world, once they have a definitive opinion, I think it's very difficult to change because even if you have all the evidence that shows that your hero is a villain, if you love that hero, it's going to remain the same. That's why people are still going to love Bill Cosby. That's why some people are still going to love individuals who have gone to prison despite otherwise. Um, Do I see R. Kelly, you know, Going mainstream and doing, you know, um, getting Nike endorsements. No, no. I think it's um, once you've been accused of something and there's evidence that shows that you, you likely have done something. It's very. I think it's very hard to um, to become mainstream and get mainstream acceptance. So he basically he basically promoted that uh, that he feels he's done nothing wrong and and he believes that. Yeah, he does. Unlike perhaps, like you said, the Jackson camp. Well, Jackson's camp—they are—they are in damage control mode. They—they're—they're they're in very negative territory. And again, when you attack your, when you attack somebody who says that they are a victim of sexual assault or sexual crime, even though you are defending yourself, it is awful. It is just like the worst thing you could possibly do. You have to have empathy. If you want a sympathy from the public, you have to be able to sh- willing to show it yourself. And R. Kelly is very emotional when it comes to protecting himself, defending himself. He's very, he feels very bad for his situation. He's, it's obviously getting to him. But at the same time, if he had been showing some empathy for the victims and saying, look, you know, these people, horrible things have happened. 
Um, I will do whatever I can to make things, to do whatever I can to, to help these people, and I feel bad. That would definitely put them in a better light. But people who are accused of horrendous crimes, who are guilty, I don't know if they have the capability of thinking that way. So uh, let's move on to the to the Michael Jackson situation yep. and, of course, the HBO uh, documentary on this. Um, do we have a different case? Can we look at can we look at R. Kelly's case different from Michael Jackson's in how the two have handled or handled it over time? Uh, 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 R. Kelly coming out it and, and being emotional with with Gail King today, as opposed to what the family of the Jackson estate is is staying is saying at this point. Similarities, differences. I see a lot of similar. One, Michael Jackson was the largest musician in the world, legend. Uh, millions of people all across. So he, Michael Jackson, had the world in the palm of his hand. So th- when this documentary has come out, and I think I think this documentary is changing a lot of perspe- perspectives on things. That I think there's a lot more to be lost. I think R. Kelly, at no point in time, was R. Kelly going to become the the spokesperson for Disney World? Was he at no point in time going to become, you know, the person who was going to be a, a the, you know the, the face of a mainstream company? R. Kelly, you know, kind of carved his niche. He was praised for his musical talents. He did have a huge following, but these accusations have been around for a long time. Michael Jackson, in one way, like he was considered, you know, he, he was a the spokesperson for Pepsi. You know, he was beloved, and he still is beloved, but these accusations that are coming out, I mean, you have now radio stations across the world mm-hmm. that are no longer playing his songs because of the impact of that documentary. And again, the fact that the Jackson family is, instead of touting Michael Jackson's, you know, all the wonderful things he's done and all the great things he's done for charity, they're like kind of going full-fledged attack and attacking the accusers. And they're going about this the wrong way. I think they're making the situation progressively worse. R. Kelly doesn't have much wiggle room as far as um, right. where he could go. I think that he has his core following. And he'll probably he may go very well go to prison, and he'll probably come out if if he does come out, and he'll have a following. Michael Jackson, I think it's all, the the it's only going to be worse for him or for his estate because you know they can't even sell Neverland right now. They they're trying to they they keep on lowering the price, and no one's buying it. And this documentary apparently it's only even been out for a short period of time. Millions of people have seen it, and it's having a devastating devastating effect on his uh, reputation. So is that it for Michael Jackson music? Will fans who, who no matter how loyal, will, will they stop listening? or And will another generation care later down the road? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. When it, I, I, I don't know about you. I'm not a big fan of the millennial generation. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know if they care. I don't know if they would care or not. I mean, in the, in the U.S., there was a gentleman named Louis C.K. He got accused yeah. of, yeah. you know, doing some indecent things, and people still came out to see him. And you have people like Ro- even Roseanne, another U.S. Uh, actress, and she her show came back and she said some racist things. People still go out and listen to him. So I don't know. I I don't know if it'll really change things. I think that if once a talent, always a talent. Um, it may even be considered taboo to listen to Michael Jackson in the future, but who knows? I mean, I think people are, are just into their music. They may not uh, decide, they may not really care if it's a moral issue. 
Uh, you talked about radio stations dumping his music. Will this end up increasing sales? Will this end up working towards the estate as opposed to against? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was this one part in the documentary. Have you, I don't know. Have you seen it by chance? No, I've just seen clips. I haven't seen it, no. Been going through it, looking at it. There, there, there was a 10 accusations where apparently Michael Jackson had his underwear in a jacuzzi with like other kids. It, he, there's a lot of weird things that are out there. Yeah. I think it'll make people think twice about listening to his music. I think that in today's era of the Me Too movement, there's a lot more scrutiny that is happening. If my if this story, if these accusations about Michael Jackson had occurred in today's era and not 20 years ago, I'm very convinced that he would be in the same situation as Bill Cosby, where he would probably have more people coming out on a regular basis, and it would just avalanche. I think that he would probably fall. I, it just it just seems like it because of what happens. People are they they're not letting stuff go by. They're not defending idols based on the fact that they're popular anymore. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to increase music sales. It, it may because of the heightened publicity. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are probably more hesitant right now, especially if they see the documentary. Uh, is there anything the estate to, the, the the estate of his, his can do to soften this blow? Is there anything they can do to neutralize yes. it? First and foremost. Stop attacking people who are victims of sexual assault, even mm. if it, they were stumped, they're alleged it's done by Michael Jackson. Don't attack them. You know, just have sympathy. See, if you feel feel sorry for them, say, oh, "We're so sorry this happened." We'll, we'll find out who really did this. You know, we'll let us let us help you find out who really did this. Maybe it was someone else. You know, do that and um, tout the virtues of Michael Jackson. Tout all the wonderful things that he's done and how many people he's helped and how he was involved and all these different concerts to help millions of people tout the good things. Um, that's probably the best thing you could do. And also, probably just in case, because it, it tends to happen, do not get involved in Twitter wars with people, especially if they're mm. accusing you of, of sexual assault or accusing you of other things. You make sure you have a strong lawyer monitoring all your communication because you know one slip of your emotional tongue on Twitter, on social media, that could spur a lot of other problems you don't need. So I think Michael Jackson's uh, team should be a lot more disciplined. They should be working with an attorney, and they should be very careful about what they say, what they put out, and um, you know, they go about this in a very decent manner, the best that they can handle. Ryan McCormick has been with us, Goldman McCormick PR, based out of the U.S. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. Much appreciated. You too. Great honor to be with you and your listeners. Take Wish care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.